Man, I'll tell you, it's, it's good to be at rest. We're going to keep on talking about abiding. Amen. All right. Abiding. Abiding. Say abiding in Jesus. Jesus is the vine. It's just good to go over these scriptures. I mean, we're just going to drive this thing, drive it home, drive it home. Jesus said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Amen. We're the branches. Hold your hands out like this, arms out like this. Amen. We're the branches, okay? Picture yourself like, a, like some kind of fruit tree, and uh, that, that fruit tree not struggling to bring those apples or, right, uh, let, me get that, let me get that apple out. Okay, you put your hands down. Now, you got your workout for today. Praise the Lord. So, you don't have to struggle to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. The secret is abiding. You and your Father are one. The Father is the vine dresser. We'll begin John 15, just bring these verses in, in, uh, before you, and then we'll, we'll move on from there. Uh, so, Jesus uh, is the vine. And we are the branches. Beginning in verse 1, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every, we are branches, amen? And so verse 2 says that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. That means he lifts up. That, that, that doesn't mean that, that uh, if you don't bear fruit, he's throwing you away. No, he, he lifts you up. Amen. And he... He ministers to you so you can be productive. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Verse 3. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit Watch this, of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You cannot bear fruit by yourself. It's not about trying harder. It's not about trying to be patient. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Temperance, they, they all come, they flow through abiding. It's through the, the vine life that's coming from the vine into you. It's a flow. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to, to strain. It's abiding and letting the life of Christ flow through you. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, watch this, I live, I'm living, yet, but yet, not I, but it's Christ who lives in me. See, it's, it's about Jesus living through you. So you don't have to be concerned about loving that difficult person at work. Let the Lord loved that person through you. I give up trying to please my wife. I just quit. 
I just quit marriage principles and rules and steps. Because Jesus collapsed all the steps. <laughs> Amen? And I just let the Lord love. It's impossible for me to love Carla. Because some days she wants certain things. Some days she wants other things. I just let the Lord. And so, Let me tell you something about marriage. Don't depend upon your spouse to give you only what God can give you. You're complete in the Lord. Man, that helps everybody. Marriage, single, amen, because you're already complete in him. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know, well, what about Ephesians says, love your, love your wife and gives this, these, you know, we got to do these things. We got to do this. We got to do that. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husband. Children, obey. Well, you just can't jump into chapter 5. Because before chapter 5, you got chapter 4. And before chapter 4, you got chapter 2. See, this was a letter. And see, that's a lot of times where we get messed up, just pulling scriptures uh, out of its context. Before you can do those things, like Ephesians 4 starts, it, it really goes into another uh, a phase built upon the foundation of the first three chapters. Chapter four talks about walking worthy, talking about walking. But before you walk, you got to sit together with him. Chapter two, before three, four, five, six, right? Seated together. Chapter one is already done. We're blessed with all spiritual uh, blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. And uh, chapter one, he raised uh, or, or Jesus was raised from the dead far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name in his name, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet. Everything's under the feet of Jesus. And then chapter 2 says he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So before you can walk, you got to sit. you you, you got to rest and abide. Does that make sense to you? See, so all those imperatives and all those things to do, comes from a flow of abiding and resting. So if you sit, you can walk. And if you walk, you can stand in chapter 6 and haven't done all to stand. Man, that's good preaching. I mean, we could just, we, we just, just shut it down right now. Amen. It's about abiding. It's not, not about this struggling and striving and straining. I'm just trying to please God. No, just, just let the, this, 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 this life from the vine flow through us. Let, let the peace of God flow into us. And let the peace of God flow through us. Let the joy of the Lord flow through us. Don't, I'm trying to be joyful. How's that working for you? Man, I was trying to be patient for so many years. It just never worked. I was getting nowhere fast. Anybody been there? Working on my patience. I stopped working on my patience. I just quit. Quit trying to please my wife. Let the Lord, oh man, oh happy day, when I let the Lord love Carla through me. It's, boy, boy when we get this revelation, Christ lives in me. Because there's some days you, 
in your flesh, you're going to be off. <laughs> Amen. And see, when you, when you understand grace, then you become gracious when your spouse is off. And you let the Lord minister to you when she's not available. <laughs> oh, amen, I'm preaching here. Yes, sir. Okay. What's the point here? Without, without him, you can do nothing. Isn't that something? Nothing of eternal value can you do without him. Okay, let's, let's move. We can get stuck on here. There's so much, so much meat in here, so much juice. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Nothing. I couldn't wait to get to this. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. I think you're ready for this. This is really another way of saying that Jesus is the vine and you are the branches. Love has been perfected among us in this in that we may have boldness. And see, this love that's been perfected among us in this is not our love. It's the love that the Father has for us. That we may have boldness, boldness in the day of uh, judgment, which is crisis in the Greek is where we get our word crisis. So when the crisis of life comes, we can have boldness. This is not talking about some judgment day. This is talking about the crisis of life. And the crisis of life comes to us all, and we can have boldness in the face of anything that comes against us. Because we know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. See, man, I tell you, I, I love this, man. I tell you what, this is something that you could, should mark in your Bible and highlight because, look, at it says, because as he is. Let me just stop right there. As he is, not as he was, so are we in this world. I mean, as he was was pretty good. When he, when he walked the earth and he did miracles and signs and wonders, multiplied that two-piece fish dinner and fed a multitude, raised the dead, cast out demons, healed the sick. He was never sick one day in his earthly ministry. He was always full of life. And he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He was always vibrant, energized, full of life. And even Jesus rested. Even Jesus pulled away. We'll get to that later. But even Jesus pulled away from the crowd. We might not get to that this week, but, but I'm going there. But Jesus, was he ever sick when he walked the earth? Was he ever depressed? I mean, get these folk away from me. I'm just, I, I am just, I'm tired of these folks. They complaining, they, huh? One time, everybody left. And then the disciples were left, and he said, y'all going to? He said, where should we, where, where, where are we going? <laughs> you got the word, you, you got the word. <laughs> Amen. Where are we going? Huh? He didn't let that stuff bother him. But it doesn't say as he was. 
Oh, I'm telling you what, what's our theme for the year? Royalty. That's why I got me on something. I try to wear a little purple as much as I can. I got purple shoestrings here. Doesn't match nothing else, but it, ma- it, it matches my spirit. I'm, I'm royalty. He said, why is he, doesn't he know that those are purple? Amen. Carla has trouble with her colors sometimes. She thinks they're blue. That's why she didn't say anything. I'm just kidding. As he is. See, he's royalty. He was royalty when he walked there, but how much more now? He's seated together. After he rose from the dead, he's, he went to be seated together with... See, he, we, he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and we're seated together with him. Not as he was when he walked the earth, which was pretty good. He dominated the circumstances. But as he is right now, where is he? At the right hand of the Father, so are we in this world. So all you have to do when it comes to your healing, is Jesus sick right now? He's well. He's healthy. So am I. If you're dealing with sickness in your body, I don't care how long you've had the condition. I don't care how, uh, how or what the doctor said, and I don't care if he said you're going to have it for the re- you're going to struggle with this the rest of your life. Is Jesus struggling with sickness the rest of his life? Does he have to settle for something the rest of his life? He's healthy, 100. So am I. Because... He's divine. We're the branches. Can you see? Can, can you see the, the connection there? Is Jesus broke? He, he, he had, I mean, when they didn't have any food, he multiplied the fish in the loaf. It's not that they were broke, because he had a treasurer. Think about it. Think about it. Come on now. When the, when the wise men got to him when he was about two years old, what did they come with? Forget about frankincense and myrrh. They had gold. And I bet you that frankincense was, because uh, see some people, you know, yeah, he, they gave him some incense so they could <laughs> have in their house and burn. And I bet you that, I bet you it was the best frankincense and the best myrrh. All right, but I want you to focus on the gold. Come on, somebody. And they had a treasurer to put that gold in. God don't want you broke. See, how many of you know you don't need a treasurer? People talk about how Jesus was broke. Well, you know, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Hmm. Now, he said that because he was, he was in the itinerant ministry. He wasn't anywhere any length of time. He was always on the move because he had things to do. He had places to go, man. He only had three and a half years here. That's what it was talking about. It wasn't talking about, well, he didn't have no place to live. No. One time, they, uh, one of the disciples said, Master, where are you staying? He said, come and see. And they took him to the house. He had a house. 
So stop with that. <laughs> they put him in a manger because the Holiday Inn uh, Express was all the rooms were booked. They had the whoremongers convention and the, the, the pimp convention was in town and they didn't have enough room. So, how many of you know, you don't have a treasurer when you've got $2.50? Matter of fact, Judas was stealing out of that bag for three and a half years, and they didn't know anything was missing. Now, you know, and I know, <laughs> that if you got $5 on the counter, <laughs> you come back home, Huh? And there's $2.50 in there? You know exactly. Hey, I was $5 on that counter. Huh? Who took that $2.50? Who went and got that happy meal? I see the french fries on the floor. Huh? See, when you, when, you, when you just got a little bit, you know when something's missing. But you know... Judas was stealing for three and a half years and nobody knew anything was missing. It's all right to think in church. And before he multiplied, one of the disciples said, do you want us to go into the city and buy food? And nobody hollered and said, what you talking about? We ain't got no money for all these people. There's 5,000 men here, women, women children. There's 10, 15,000 people out here. What are you talking about? Buy food. We ain't, got that. we ain't got that kind of money. We can't afford that. No, Jesus said, no, I'll just go ahead and multiply. i just go and multiply the two-piece fish dip. Come on now. See, sometimes when people think that, they, you know, Jesus just brought, picked up these disciples off the street, that they were like all drug addicts and uh, didn't have no life. A lot of those guys were businessmen. Peter, James, and John, they weren't weekend, like, leisure people going out fishing. They were fishermen. They were in the fishing business. They were loaded. And see, that's the reason why when uh, Jesus said, how hard is it for, for those that have riches to enter the kingdom of God, they freaked out. You know what they said? Well, who can be saved? If the rich can't make it in, who, who can be saved? Isn't that something? When Jesus had to clarify, he said, how, see, it's, it's not wrong to have riches. It's wrong when riches have you. Jesus clarified, he said, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? You see, some people, they trust in their money. That's the reason why some folks won't give. They're trusting in their money. But that's another story for another day. As he is. Oh man. Is 
Jesus broke. No, he's rich. Now, on the earth, he wasn't broke. Oh, but he's in, he's in majesty right now. Thank you, Lord. And see, that's why he can supply all our need according to his riches in glory. Your finances are not de de determined by the world to come. The blessings of God are on your head. Oh, it's time for, it's almost time for that word. I, 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 it's, I sense it's, it's, it's just starting to come out. Say, I'm rich. I'm rich. See, the favor of God is on you. Here, you ready for this word? This is the Lord, the a word for you right now. Got this on Facebook Live. We'll get get it get it on video. Get your cameras ready. Praise God. Get get your seat backs uh, and tray tables in the upright locked position. Make sure your seat belts are securely fastened. Praise God. We get ready to take off. Supernatural favor is bringing money to your house that you haven't worked for. Supernatural favor is bringing money to your house that you can't explain. But what do I do? Just abide. People always want to know what to, what to do. What do we do? What do we do? Rest. It's the theme of the year, man. Rest. Your royalty, just rest, abide. Thank you, Lord. Remember the disciples, they always want to, people always want to know what to do. The disciples said, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, believe. I mean, we, we want to do, they saw Jesus doing all this stuff. He didn't tell them what to do. He said, believe on the one he sent. Just believe in me. That's the work of God to believe. Isn't that amazing? In the old covenant is thou shall not, thou shall not. The blessings of God was determined on what you did to get the favor of God. In the new covenant is I will, I will, I will, I will be merciful. I will be their God. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. I will be their God. I will walk among them. Thank you, Jesus. What's your job? Enjoy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, let's camp out here. As he is, he's rich. So are you. Jesus was made to be poor that you through his poverty might be rich. Oh, I'm waiting to overcome someday. Is Jesus waiting to overcome someday? He's already overcome. So have I in this world. Is Jesus dominated by the circumstances? No, he's reigning. So am I in this world. Is, is Jesus struggling? 
no struggle, then I'm not struggling. Thank you, Jesus. Do, do, do things work for Jesus? Oh, I just can't. Things are not working for me. Stop saying that. Things are working for you. I ain't got to worry about it. It's working for me. Say, it's working for me. It's working. It's God who's working in me both to will. It's not me working. God working in me. To will, he's 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 the one that's willing. He, <laughs> thank you. He wills and he does. And see, we're one with him. And people are like, man, I, I I'm just impressed to do this, and and I, I just don't know if it's me or God. Both. Oh, is this is, is this me? Yes, it's you. Who else is it going to be? See, your life is intertwined, see? See, your life is hid, Colossians says, your life is hid with Christ in God. Man, stuff shows, when, when, when you show up, man, blessings happen, man. I expect things to happen. I went to uh, my, my uh, granddaughter plays lacrosse. They were 0-5. And my grandson, uh, he's a smart kid, and he he going by the stats. He said, they always lose. I said, Trey, they're not losing today. You know why? He said, look at me. He said, you know why? He said, because I'm here. I don't know nothing about lacrosse. I learned about it halfway through the game. I started learning a little bit, catching on what they were doing. But I don't have to know about it. I was there. Now, you might say, well, that is just a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. No, I, 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 I'm packing. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's working for me. Say, it's working for me. All things are working together for your good. It's working. Does it work for Jesus? Does anything not work for Jesus? Everything works for Jesus. Everything's working for me. I don't care what it looks like. The game ain't over until I win. Hallelujah. How many of you know they won that game? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right. I know y'all don't be shocked. I got grandkids. I got grandkids. I know I don't look old enough. I got some smart grandkids, too. A little Trey, he's in the third grade, but he's in an accelerated fourth grade math class, but he was struggling. Now, the day before, 
uh, I, we were at a Mexican restaurant, and they told me that they, what their beverages were. They said they had Coke products. I said, do you have any Mexican Coke? They said, yes, we have Mexican Coke. And he was fascinated by it. We didn't have a whole lot of conversation about it, so he just asked. He said, Papa, is that Mexican Coke? He said, is that, does that taste different? I said, yeah. And so the next day, he created a, a distraction because he was struggling in school, and uh, the teacher they <laughs> sent this home. Because I'm sitting there, uh, and, his, and, and my son-in-law was talking to him, disciplining him a little bit because he got in trouble in school. And she, he said, because he's struggling with his math class, he's trying to help him. He said, you should be focused on your schoolwork instead of asking the teacher, has she ever had Mexican Coke? <laughs> so, and I'm like, what, what, what did you just say? And he said, yeah, the teacher said uh, they were talking about math, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the math class, he raises his hand, and he said, have you ever had Mexican Coke? <laughs> you got to laugh, it sounds like something I would do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We had another incident. Carla's getting nervous. She said, she's sick. Don't, she won't let me tell it. Amen. As Jesus is. Amen. Does, does, does Jesus drink Mexican Coke? I don't know what they got up there in heaven. But as, can, you, can you see that? As Jesus is. His life is flowing in me. Hmm? Is Jesus depressed? He's full of joy. So am I. Is Jesus confused? No, he has total peace. Amen. So whatever Jesus is like, that's what I'm like. Hallelujah. Let's look, let's look at Luke chapter 10. Y'all getting something out of this? Thank you, Lord. See, this, this whole Christian life, it's not, it's not complicated, folks. It's about seeing Jesus, seeing him in the scriptures, abiding in him, letting his life flow through you. Christ lives in me. I love this story, one of my favorite stories in the Bible here in, in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Everybody say Martha. Okay, so she's a, he's at Martha's crib. Now, she had a sister named Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was what? She was distracted with much doing. You know, some, some folks, let me just put a pen right here, are just so focused on serving. Oh, we got to serve God. We got to serve God. But really, the work is believing and letting him serve you. Now, this is a different, this is a different take. 
Because some people are so focused on doing, doing, doing. And that's the reason why people get burned out in church. Instead of letting the Lord serve uh, them. Man, I, I, I got this big, thick book by Marilyn Hickey about, uh, about seeing Jesus. I can look forward to uh, get, just digging into that. It's, it's talking about seeing Jesus in every book of the Bible. You know, Jesus is everywhere. The whole Bible is about Jesus. It's like those two fellows on the road to Emmaus. And uh, Jesus opened up the scriptures, and he explained to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Imagine that conversation. See, Jesus wants to serve you. Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, now she's complaining to the Lord, complaining about to plan to him, about so he's he's upset at she's upset at the Lord and her sister. Lord, first she addressed the Lord. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve his worth serve again alone? Therefore, let her help me. Let's let's let that rest there for a while. Let's talk about serve. The Lord wants to serve you. Right after the chapter of the about the Ten Commandments in Exodus twenty. What comes after 20? 21. Right after the law was given, then the Lord showed us a picture of his grace and how he wants to serve us. And it talked about the law of the bond servant. That uh, every, every seven years, a bond servant, he was kind of like a slave, but a bond servant could go free every seven years. But, but if, if they chose to stay, if they loved uh, his wife, if they loved his master, he could choose to stay there and be a servant forever. And if he decided to do that, they would, they would pierce his ear. That's a picture of Jesus. Who came from heaven, ministered here three and a half years, and for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He could have went back without us. But because he loved his father. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm preaching here. He loved, he loved his father, and he loved us. He went to the cross, and he was pierced. And Re Revelation says, oh, listen to this. He's in heaven, and he wears a golden girdle. To show he's our servant forever. Girl, that, 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 go back to when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And Peter rose up and, and, and you know, what, what, did, what did Jesus do? He girded himself. It's a picture of service. And don't have this false humility like Peter. Lord, you'll never wash my feet. He said, if you don't let me serve you, you have no part with me. Will you let, the question to you today is, would you let him serve you? Stop trying to serve him. Let him serve you. Stop trying to love him. Let him love you. See, here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. See, see, serving him is just automatic. 
When we receive how much he loves and we just get overwhelmed with his love and overwhelmed with how much he serves us, it's just, it's just automatic. We want to do good in the face of that love. Oh, my gosh. Y'all getting something out of this? Oh, my goodness. He's our, that got me, got me on that. Serve, got me on that. Serve. Thank you, Jesus. She's all about. Now, now, think about this scenario. Who had the biggest need? Jesus or the sisters? <laughs> huh? Who, who, who had the biggest need? Man, Jesus could just, uh, I mean, he, he could get stuff catered if he wanted to. <laughs> right? So, notice Jesus' response. I mean, it, it seemed, what, what she did wasn't a bad thing, but it was the wrong thing to do at that time. <laughs> Her timing was off. This is not time to be in the kitchen when Jesus is up in there. You understand? Now she's trying to do a commendable thing. And Jesus, look what Jesus said. When he says your name twice, you're in trouble. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Underscore that many things. So many people. Some of you here today, you worried about so many things. Troubled about so many things. Oh, I'm gonna get off of work. I gotta do this. I gotta step out of the store. I gotta pick up the kids. I gotta pick up the grandkids. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go get this thing from the mall. I got to go do this. I got you, 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 you worry. And trouble many of you about many things. Many things. I love this next statement here. But one thing is needed. Man, there's so many people, they just don't get it. You only need one thing. When you do the one thing, you won't be worried and troubled about many things. There's folks that, well, I got Sunday's the only day I can get, I can't go to church on Sunday. I, 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 that's the only day I can, I can get all this stuff done. See, because there's, there's people out there that are, 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 are worried and they're troubled about so many things. And, and, and they, don't, they don't understand why you are worried about no thing. Because you've given your, your life, you put your life in the hands of Jesus. And you're taking time to sit at Jesus' feet and hear his word. You're valuing the word. More than, more than any, any day, I mean today, today, People just, I mean, it used to be not so many things to do on Sunday. Now they schedule everything on Sunday. They don't care whether the folk go to church or not. 
Well, Pastor, I, I, I thought you said God will love us if we don't go to church. Yes, he will. It, it doesn't change God's love for you, but it can change how much you love him. There's a reason why he gave pastors. When I consider going out to eat, um, and I got that restaurant in my head, um, I can stay home, but I'm thinking about that steak or, or, or that thing, that, 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 that thing, that one thing that that restaurant has that I like. <laughs> now, I can stay home, but I just, won't, I just won't have that one thing. You understand? So, if you do the one thing, See, there's only one thing. You, there's a lot of things to do, but there's only one thing that you need. If you do, if you take care of the one thing, man, I can tell you over and over again, if you take care of the one thing, I, it, it happens in my life over and over and over again. And, and I'm not, I've not arrived yet, but I've left. Like Paul said, I've, I, I've not yet apprehended, but one thing I do, I mean, I'm pressing. And the more I rest, the more stuff happens while I rest. I mean, listen, don't, well, don't you do something? See, I'm not talking about that because you, you already know that. Like Paul said, I labor more abundantly than, than them all. But see, it's not me. See, Paul was quick to tell you, it's not me. Like, I can do all things, but it's through Christ. Not I, but the grace of God. I work more, more than anybody, but I'm working right now, y'all, but I'm resting while I work. I whistle while I work. You understand? Because I'm resting. Hallelujah. And over and over, I mean, just as I rest, see, as you take care of the one thing, God will take care of the, other, the many things. You take care of the one thing, God takes care of the many things. I had a dream about the, the Indianapolis campus. Hey, y'all. And uh, just about the building, uh, I had a dream that we moved to another facility and uh, that I won't tell you the whole dream, but part of the dream was it would be sweatless. And so one day, I came church, and sitting right over there was, uh, was a Reggie Strong, who played bass for us a few weeks ago. He comes in and out sometimes and, uh, here lately, and he's, uh, he used to be, uh, he travels with Benny Hinn. He was the uh, music director for uh, T.D. Jakes for several years. Actually played for him last week to fill in for somebody. So, uh, He's just up here playing, playing bass, just quiet, humble guy. And uh, so he's sitting right over there taking pictures of the stage. I didn't think anything about it until later when I got a call from Pastor Gary, Gary Regich, our campus pastor in Indianapolis. And he said, uh, Reggie Strong said he has a place for us. I said, Reggie Strong, how do you know Reggie Strong? Well, long story short, um, he has a place in Indianapolis 
He didn't even know we were looking. He said he had a place for us. And I tell you, we'll be moving in in a couple of weeks. It's sweatless. No setting up, tearing down every week like we had to do in the theater. And it's saving us a bunch. Everybody say a bunch. A bunch of money. I mean, a bunch of money. He said, man, I just want to be a blessing to the church. He gave us a an offer we couldn't refuse. Huh? And he's trying to work it out. Amen, praise God. And he's trying to work it out where, he, where he'll play for us. And I mean, he just, because he believes in what we're doing. And uh, he, he said, then he said something I didn't agree with. He said, uh, you, you're ten, 10 years ahead of your city. And I, I don't agree with that. I, I believe God's going to do an acceleration and, and, and people's minds are going to catch up. It's not because of me. It's just God is doing a thing here. I don't take any credit for it, man. I'm just, it's, just, it's just him. And uh, increase is coming. Man, I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a dream, another dream this week. God deals with me in dreams. A lot. I mean, I, got, I had a dream and we had a, like a five-figure check. And the next day, the check, somebody brought the check here. I had a, a man, I want another one of them dreams. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I saw, man, this place was so full just this, this past week. Amen. God's bringing people here to see Jesus. Not steps and Five steps to this, seven steps to this. It's just Jesus, man. You don't leave thinking, man, what was that seventh step? I know I'm missing a step here. That's why things are not working. No, things are working for you because as long as you keep seeing Jesus and as you behold him, man, you're changed. Yeah, you already did. <laughs> no, go ahead, man. Testify. But you're going to have to come up on stage, though. You gotta, you gotta get a mic. You gotta, we're not. Uh, okay. Somebody help, help her on the stage. We all have a mic, have a mic ready, uh, young men, and help her up on the stage. I grab this mic. Thank you. Huh? Even I thank God for our young people. Give a hand for our young people up, up top. I don't know. Uh, 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 we. Tyrese, you don't qualify for a young guy. We thank God for Tyrese. Amen. But you know what? These, these last, uh, not last week, but there's a couple weeks where it was everybody under like 15, I think I'm saying, was up there running everything. Amen. That's right. And that has to happen. See, God will figure out a way, man, if old folks just sit on their behind and retire. There's no retire. Well, I've been working for there's no retirement in God. Amen. 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 I know if you got up here, something's got it's gotta be good. <laughs> it's just uh, a few years ago. Let me hold I'll hold that for you. A few years ago you was teaching and whatever. And I was sitting out there and and then I saw a vision, I saw in the spirit that uh Summit Church it was filled up the people that go to Summit, we were standing around the walls because to seat other people. 
So I thought I had kind of made it up in my mind. Like when you hear something, you can form the image in your mind. So I was thinking of that. I go, well, no, because I know what I saw. Mm. So six days later, it was Sunday. So Saturday night when I got to bed, just before I uh, going off to sleep, I saw the exact same thing. So I sit up. I go, uh, I know what I saw. And I wrote it down. So I just wanted to say what you were just saying, that some, you know, Summit Church filled up. I saw that several years ago. Mm. I saw it twice, back to, you know, almost mm. back to back, six days apart. So I just wanted to say that, that God is going to, God is already, you know, he's working it out. It's going to come to pass because, you. I mean, I saw it. That's God him. showed it to me twice. That's the Lord. I know Absolutely. it. It is. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Give God praise. I know what you're thinking. Fifi, come on up here. Testify. Hallelujah. It's testifying time. God is, man, God is doing something. It's working. Say, it's working for me. Good morning. I am. Crew tonight. Crew tonight, five to seven. Bring your youth. Um, When I first moved back to Indiana from Georgia, I had started visiting Summit again, and I noticed that Pastor's message had changed. And um, it didn't get softer. You know, it got more powerful. And I began to pray, and I'm like, God, you know, I I like my church that I was at beforehand. And I told him, you know, I'm going to just stay there, and, you know, Shemaine can just stay at this church (laughs) at Summit. But then God began to speak to me in dreams, and he, he showed me Summit Church, and he showed me that I needed to be here, um, and he showed me the people. Summit Church was packed, full to capacity, and then he showed me outside in the hallways and at the doors the people was pulling to get in. Because, see, this grace message, God showed me this message of grace, this message of God's love, and and what he wants from you and what he's already done on the cross for us, we got to get that in our hearts. And and people out there right now are lost because all they know is religion and law. All they know is what they've been taught back in the day. All they know is old covenant. God is going to curse you if you don't do this. God is going to curse you if you don't do that. That's not the God that we serve. We serve a loving God that wants to bless us, that wants us to get it. But see, once we get it, we got it. You teaching us Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, we got to go and spread the true gospel to these people. And that's when they're going to be pulling down the doors to get in here to get this message. Because these people need the love. We need to give them and show them the true love of God. And that's what, that's what the Holy Spirit showed me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, we're going to... Every head bowed, every eye closed. All right. Amen. Look up now. Okay. We need to take a little break. For... Y'all come on. Y'all, y'all, well, y'all stay down there now. We're, we're off. Um, Praise God. A guy told me a while ago, uh, this years back, and he made a statement. He said, to understand something is to own it. To understand it is to own it. And at the time, I was like, yeah, okay. But since then, 
having that word in my spirit and keep chewing on that thing about understanding. And today as I was sitting there, it just it came back to me and it says to understand, understanding a definition of what it means to understand. To understand is to grasp, grasp the full meaning of something. To grasp the reasonableness and why it behaves the way it does. To have thorough and technical acquaintance with and expertise in practice. To be thoroughly familiar with the character of something. To accept as a fact or truth or regard as plausible without utter certainty. We understand that he is returning. To interpret in one of a number of possible ways. To supply in thoughts as though expressed. To be married to. To have understanding. To have power of comprehension to achieve and to grasp a nature of something or an explanation of something to be sympathetic or tolerant an attitude towards something to understand who God is grace is who God is it's not what he does. So when you have an understanding of who he is, when you have an understanding of who he is, you can impart who he is into someone else. That's why the place fills up. It's not because of you're telling someone about him. It's because you're telling who he is. Yes, that's good. This is who he is. All the benefits just come along with it. But the key message is to tell people who he is. Mm. That's why you receive such attack. Because for years, the church has run on telling people about Jesus rather than telling people who Jesus is. Wow. 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 It's easier when you can tell someone about someone. It makes it simple because it keeps the pressure off of you. But when you tell somebody who Jesus is, then that puts pressure directly on you. Mm. Mm. That's where you can say, yes, the pressure's on me, but because I know who he is, I can pass the pressure on where it belongs. That's understanding. That's owning. 
That's why you can't be pressured into doing stuff that you, listen, everybody makes mistakes. But you can't be pressured in not walking in who he is. If you make a mistake, I made a mistake. What are you going to do? Kill me? Shoot me. Either way, I come out on top. It ain't no big deal. Because I know who he is. Hallelujah. Amen. We just, we just flowing with the spirit today. And I'm just going to try to shut up because I can <laughs> preach behind all this stuff. Amen. Yeah, this is a prophetic moment for sure. Uh, the first thing that you said was new facility. And um, I just wanted to let you know, Pastor, I was sitting back there and my nose was running. And I was like, why is my nose running? I don't feel like leaving right now because my nose is running. So finally I said, man, let me get up and go to the bathroom. I walked in the bathroom and I looked at the wall and the Lord said, this is the wall of your new facility. And I was going to tell you privately, like after church or something, but then you started talking about the new facility and the Lord was like, get up there and tell the people what I said. So I looked at the wall and he said, this is a wall of your new facility. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? It's the Lord's doing. 